0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1333. How trying a new diet can make you fat, according to neuroscience. Part one, by the NeuroGym team, at myneurogym.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday, and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and with a bit of my commentary at the end. And we have lots of shows covering different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. Now, before I get to today's post, I just have to wish my niece, Serena, a very happy birthday. All right, and with that, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. How trying a new diet can make you fat, according to neuroscience, part one by the NeuroGym team at myneurogym.com. Sometimes losing weight can seem really tough, right? And keeping it off is another huge challenge. Does that resonate with your weight loss journey at all? Have you gone sugar-free, meat-free, fat-free, juice cleanses or food-free, or eaten so many unseasoned chicken breasts, even the thought of that flavorless meat makes you gag a little? Maybe you already tried Zumba, spin class, hot yoga, and boot camp. Sometimes it seems like losing weight is inherently difficult and miserable. There has to be another way. What if weight loss didn't have to be a struggle? There's sort of a vicious circle with dieting and guilt and shame or other negative feelings. It's almost like the more we all obsess about dieting, the more weight we all gain. Clearly, something is missing. People spend billions of dollars a year trying to solve the same problem, but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Going on a crash diet appears to be a popular American pastime, with at least 45 million of us on a diet. And yet, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports that 70.7% of those over the age of 20 are either obese or overweight. A factor that plays into these conflicting statistics is the phenomenon of rebound dieting, in which all of the weight lost, and often more, is gained back once the person goes off their trendy diet. Despite several new breakthroughs and miracle formulas, the only thing dwindling is people's savings. Sure, diets, exercise regimes, and group weight loss programs can work, but sadly, most people gain the weight back. Is it true that dieting makes you fat? Now, before we disclose how you can break that pattern, let's address why it's a problem. A few predictable things happen when you start your diet. One, your body has a fat set point, the weight range your body is comfortable with. When you deviate from that range, either by gaining or losing weight, a little alarm goes off in your brain. This alarm makes your body start to push you back to your set point by slowing your metabolism or increasing your appetite. So when you lose weight fast, it doesn't give your body much time to adjust. Changing your set point is a long, drawn-out process that occurs slowly. The good news? It also lasts much longer. If you can sustain your weight loss instead of yo-yoing several times throughout the year, you're much less likely to gain it all back. Two, dieting is stressful, and stress makes you more likely to overeat. Neuroscientist Sandra Amat sheds light on how stressful dieting is in a TED talk discussing why dieting doesn't work, and in her new book, Why Diets Make Us Fat. It makes sense if you think about it. Most diets have fairly strict parameters, so following a diet is a lot of work in itself. And not only that, but controlling your cravings and impulses is tough, especially when you try to make a drastic change in your eating behaviors, Most people who overeat admit to emotional eating. When life gets tough, Ben and Jerry are always there. Ironically, the stress of dieting can trigger emotional eating. Plus, it can impact your social life. Have you ever turned down an invitation to dinner with friends in lieu of a big bowl of diet food? Pizza may not be the healthiest food, but we're pretty sure isolation isn't great for you either. Many people get through a few days or even a few weeks of dieting. Then they have a "What the f-? moment!" That's when you're tired, or hungry and really low on willpower. Even though you know you're on a diet, you reach for the ice cream. Oh, what the!" F-? Some people never recover from that moment, and the diet ends. Three: You're ironically drawn to the forbidden fruit. Have you ever had someone tell you, "Don't think about a pink elephant?" Well, it's all you can think about, right? When you try not to think about a particular topic? It just doesn't work. It's called the ironic process theory. Let's apply this to dieting. You decide to eliminate junk food completely. Suddenly, all you can think about is a warm, gooey, brownie covered by vanilla ice cream. Your favorite bakery is about 20 steps from your office. It would take you about two minutes to get there. And this keeps happening every time you remember your diet and the foods that are quote-unquote off-limits. Okay, so. What's the alternative to going on a diet? Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How Trying a New Diet Can Make You Fat, According to Neuroscience, by the NeuroGym team at myneurogym.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Multiple sources report the same statistics. In the US, we are spending more money on diets and diet-related foods, yet as a nation, we continue to gain weight. That shouldn't happen, right? If we're spending more money on dieting, we should be losing weight, but that's not happening. I wanna go back to this idea of the body having a fat set point, what today's author discussed as problem number one with dieting. This theory says that if you start to lose weight, your body will try to resist this weight loss by increasing your appetite or slowing down your metabolism. This theory has always interested me. And on the surface, it can seem like an excuse to give up. We can blame our fat set point for why we're not losing weight, give up on the process entirely and say, see, I knew I would fail at this. But as today's author reminds us, The way to offset this fat set point idea is slow, steady weight loss. We need to give our bodies time to adapt to the weight loss, which is why these quick cleanses and these really quick fad diets may not work in the long run. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week. Wishing my niece a very happy birthday again, and I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.